Welcome, listeners. Orange Perspective's guest this week is Breakout Cincinnati's own Stephanie Proctor. She talks with Jason about scuba diving, favorite customer moments, and big dreams for Breakout. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the quarantine edition of the podcast at Orange Perspective. Today, we have the delightful pleasure of talking with Stephanie Proctor. I got your last name right because it's yeah. easy. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us. You are in Cincinnati, correct? Yes, Hyde Park. Hyde Park, and you are the general manager there. How long have you been there? Today is four years. Four years, that's right. Yeah. It's your four year anniversary. If there was some way to celebrate that and like throw confetti and balloons, I would do that, but I have nothing. All the confetti stores are closed because we're all quarantined. So, uh, Stephanie, you have been with us for four years. Uh, did you originally start as a general manager? No. Yeah, what'd you start? I started as, as a game master. Okay. And how long, what, what was your first game that you learned? Uh, Museum Heist. I was on that baby for five months. Five months, and they didn't let you learn another one. <laughs> you learned that one really well. Um, what what games do you have now at your store? Um, not that one. Uh, we have Museum Heist, Submarine <laughs> Survival, Undercover Alley, uh, Runaway Train, and the only original game still remaining, Kidnapping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kidnapping. Kidnapping is so interesting, isn't it? Because that was our first game. It's the most basic. If you're in the escape room industry or you're an enthusiast, then you would call the uh, the kidnapping a Gen 1 game. Yes. It's locks and boxes uh, from Hobby Lobby and Home Depot and Lowe's. Those were the days, right? Um, so... It, what's interesting is that's still one of the most popular rooms, and I think because people think of the movie Saw, and they think of escape rooms like that, you're locked in a room. So you started with that room, and then uh, how long was it that you were a game master? Give um, us your progression. Until, yeah, up until seven months ago. So I was a game master for the whole, about You were just three... a, a game master? Did you jump from game master oh, to- Oh yeah, I guess I was, uh, I was a chef leader is what you we had sh- at our store um, for about a year before I became a general manager. So Okay, so you were a game a master for a little over two years yeah. and a shift lead for about a year, and now you've been general manager. How long did you say? Seven months. Seven months, and how's that going? It's great. I mean, yeah. the past two months have been pretty easy. So. <laughs> pretty easy. Not much going on. Yeah. Um, pretty, uh, pretty easy. How was the transition from being – a shift lead to game master. It, it, what's interesting to me is when someone moves up like that, you have coworkers that are on the same level as you, and then all of a sudden you're the boss. How mm-hmm. how was that transition for you? Uh, it wasn't bad actually at all. I felt like I was um, more of Sam's second, so a lot of people felt like that was like a pretty natural thing. It wasn't like I was one of everybody, I guess, and then just became the boss. But it was more like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like more like it was just kind of um, expected in a way. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we might come back to that in a minute, but let's talk about Stephanie the person. Okay. Um, oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, are you originally from Cincinnati? No, um, I'm actually originally from Lawrenceburg, which is actually 
Kentucky, which is actually a really small town not too far from Lexington. So. That's right. I've been to Lawrenceburg, yeah. I believe. What, you what's, go through it real uh, quick. <laughs> yeah, real quick. I think I blinked and missed it. But what, what yeah. is, what's famous about Lawrenceburg? Is there anything, what's the claim to fame at, at Lawrenceburg? I don't think there's anything. There, there's not one? I don't think there's a whole lot, no. Did you have like a famous person come from there or anything? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> All I remember is a bunch of horses, but I think that's more of a Kentucky thing than just horses. a Lawrenceburg thing. Is so. there a distillery or any bourbon or any? Oh, there's a, the wild turkey. That's in right. Lawrenceburg, so. Yeah, see, there you go. Wild that turkey. is one thing, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and so did, did you grow up in Lawrenceburg? Yeah. Your whole up life? Till, up until I was about... 12 okay well, majority mostly just and, my childhood but and then you moved to cincinnati area Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. okay and you've been there ever since yep and do you like it which one do you like better kentucky or um uh ohio um i don't know if i like i like the small towns so okay. i think in that sense i miss kentucky a lot more oh, so that's the right answer versus like the city so <laughs> okay um so, what do you do for fun in Cincinnati? Um, I'm certified in scuba diving, so that's like really weird. No way. And yeah, and it's like it's a really cool thing. But we have like these really murky lakes, like because when you're in Ohio, you you, have, you can't really be choose too choosy with it. Um, but I dive a lot, so that's pretty cool. It's really cold right now. But it's still fun. So okay, so let's talk about that for a minute. You are certified scuba instructor, and you live in Cincinnati, Ohio. What made yeah. you become a, a, a scuba instructor? Okay, so this is like a really weird thing. But when I was in high school, I got a scholarship from Jimmy Buffett um, to study marine biology in Florida, and that's where it sparked it. Um, and then ever since then, I've just been getting like a ton of certifications and everything like that to be able to do it. So. Okay. Now I'm stuck you, in Ohio, loving scuba diving. So, <laughs> so, do you, so you keep up your certification? Oh yeah, you actually don't have to get recertified. So it's just really? like once you get it, you you've got it. So okay, so I my one experience of scuba diving was in Puerto Rico a few okay. years ago. <laughs> what did you say? Great. Oh yeah. <laughs> It, it it was it's kind of a lame ex- experience. I I took my oldest Karsten to uh, for his 18th birthday uh, to Puerto Rico for a week, and he wanted to scuba dive, so I was all in with that. But I could not get my ears to pop, mm-hmm. and I think I had some kind of sinus or allergy or something going on, and I kept trying and I couldn't, so I had to like quit. And he had to do it by himself. I was just the lame dad sitting at the top of the the water waiting for him to come back. So does that happen often? Not often, but I've had it happen to me too, where you just have sinuses and they just won't pop and there's nothing you can do about it. So you pretty much just end up snorkeling or sitting on the surface. So That's all I did. Just sat sat on the surface. He saw some really cool things, I think, but not me. Um, Not on that trip, at least. I hope that maybe one day I'll scuba dive. Maybe I can come up and get some lessons from you. I mean, can you just rent? I'm sorry. I'm asking more questions about scuba diving, but (laughs) I'm just so curious. Can you just rent scuba diving equipment in Cincinnati and then go to... somewhere like a lake or? yeah you can you can rent yeah you can rent equipment just like that um a lot of people ask if you can rent and then take it to like florida and then it's like it's pointless you can buy it down there as well but yeah you can there's a whole bunch of scuba shacks which is really weird around here and you can really? just go rent equipment for a day or a weekend or a week or whatever and take it back and they'll 
clean it and refill everything. So a scuba shack. Okay, that's good to know. All right, so I also like to ask um, managers their favorites, uh, favorite movie, favorite song, and favorite book. So in, in any of those order, any any order will do. But uh, what's your okay. favorite movie, song, and book? Um, okay, so my favorite movie actually is a new favorite. So for a long time it was The Illusionist, but now it's Doolittle. I don't know if you've heard of that, the one with um, Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Um, I love animals and I love animal puns. So <laughs> what's I was your favorite laughing. animal pun? <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. If you watch Doolittle, though, that's all it is. So I was okay, laughing because a lot of them were like dad jokes, but they were animal jokes. So mm. I was dying laughing. And I was the only person in the theater laughing that hard. So um, that's my new favorite movie. Okay. Um, my favorite, I don't have a favorite song, but I have a favorite band. And they're called I Prevail. It's like a positive, heavy rock band. So, okay. Where are they based out of? Do you know? Uh, Michigan, Detroit, I believe. But I definitely know uh, Michigan. Okay. Um, and then my favorite book is any fiction any fiction book that is like mystery mystery or horror i just like to go into bookstores and like pick one not really go look for anything so yeah are you currently reading a book right now no no do you have a a, a favorite do you have a favorite format for reading like i I read physical books i read on the kindle some and i Mm -hmm. also listen to books physical books yeah i don't like audiobooks or kindle books it's just yeah. weird i'm like old in that way like i like to open a book you're old school you want to you want to yeah. see it and smell it and feel yep. it and all of those things i got you cool well um how so in the midst of this quarantine how are you passing the time yeah so i have three dogs and we live uh, about two blocks from the ohio river we actually live on the Kentucky side, two blocks from there. Um, and we walk our dogs down to the riverbank a lot and nice. cross the bridge. They have like an adult park. So our dogs like to go down the adult slide. So that's cool. Um, that's pretty much like the biggest thing I've been doing. And then Netflix. I think everybody's been doing a Netflix binge. So. Definitely. What's your favorite Netflix uh, binge that you've done oh, gosh. recently? I don't want to be basic, but I'm going to say Tiger King has been yeah, really no, funny. Right? It's been totally controversial. <laughs> so probably that one. I mean, who would have thought, right? The Tiger King yeah. comes out and it would have never, ever taken off like this. But now it's yeah. like the center of everything. It's a thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, it's it's very fascinating. I've only watched uh, the first three episodes, but it's it's crazy. It's the craziest thing ever. I know that's what everybody says. You have to finish it. It gets crazier every episode. That's what everybody says. Um, So fascinating. Okay, cool. Well, let's talk about some some breakout uh, things. Um, You you've been with Breakout for four years. Um, What what did you do before Breakout? Just scuba dive. The whole time? No, no, I wish. No? That's yeah. the dream. Okay. Uh, no, I worked with people. I actually found out right before I started working at Breakout that I'm a very, I'm a people person. So I like okay. to hear like people's stories and stuff like that. Um, I was going to college and I was actually working third shift at a hotel. So that's like a really weird thing. Um, I was the only person there that worked. It was really, really quiet night usually. So, but every once in a while we'd get like the occasional like old person that couldn't sleep and they would just come down and share their story with me. So that was probably my favorite thing about that. That's really cool. What's yeah. a third shift? Is that just the overnight shift? Like, yeah, okay. it's 11 to 7am. Wow. 
How, so you just like had a crazy, you, you slept through the day and then you were up all and night. And then went to school. Mm-hmm. And then went to school. Wow. Did you find that difficult or was it like? Um, it was easier than some of my other jobs because I could do homework while I was working. So that made it a bit easier. But okay. having a full-time job and having full-time school is pretty difficult in and of itself. So. You've been around for 40 years uh, as a game master and shift lead and now uh, the general manager. So you are an OG when it comes to, to breakout. You've been around since pretty much the beginning of when we started, especially Hyde Park. What What's your favorite part of breakout? Maybe what's your favorite room? So my favorite part of breakout, and maybe it's cliche, um, but I really like bringing people together. So like, from you know the beginning to the end, so going out in the lobby, talking to them, getting to know them, and stuff like that. And sometimes you get families that are like, "Eh, we have to be here." Not that they really want to be here, but then at the end, they totally leave on a whole different page. So that's my favorite part about breakout. My favorite room was hostage, R.I.P. I think it's gone forever now. I think, right? <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my favorite room. We never. We that's um, the only room I think we never had. So. But yeah, it was my favorite. What made Hostage your favorite? Um, so I only ever played it, never ran it. Um, but I really liked, so like we were used to the handcuffing and kidnapping where there's like a key or something. But this one had like a puzzle related to the key. And then it had, it was really linear for me. So my mind really liked that aspect of it. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the interesting thing with the kidnapping is always that the key is right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and no one knows and then when they find out they're like oh we spent 10 minutes looking for this and it was right there so in terms of challenges what, what kind of challenges have you faced as a manager at breakout i thought about this question all day um i think certainly i was just more nervous because i i got hired on right two weeks before the manager's retreat and i was just like really nervous because i felt like i had a lot of questions and issues i didn't feel like i was going to relate to everybody but then we went to the retreat and a lot of people expressed like the same concerns with like reviews or sales or how do we bring people in and all that certain stuff so i thought that that helped me a lot um and we've been crushing the review game ever since so it's been have pretty you? cool how many oh, yeah. how many reviews oh, have yeah. you uh what, what's the the most reviews you've gotten in a in a period um, three, a little bit over 300. I want to say it was like 311 or something wow. like that. that so that was impressive. probably our best. I would call that crushing it. Yeah. Good work. What, Thanks. is there anything special that you've done to, to encourage your team to get reviews? I think the biggest thing is just hold them accountable. If they're not, you know, passing out those QR codes, why not? Is there a valid reason or did you just not want to? Um, I also like to watch Nest Cam on the weekends. And then I'll look at our little word thing on Yext and it tells you like the most um, used words. So a lot of the times that's a name. So I'll pit like my three biggest um, employees against each other. I'm like, oh, you know, this person is in front of this person. And then they go and try to get more reviews. So that's really fun. I have a really competitive team. So that also helps. Yeah, that does. It's like an inherent um, drive to to yes. get reviews or whatever else you can apply it to. So in terms of reviews, uh, customers are always interesting to to deal with and to host uh, as guests. What's what's maybe a, a funny or crazy customer story that you have? 
this is one of the legends of Hyde Park. Um, so we had this guy that came in and his whole body went through the wall. What? Yeah. You're going to have to explain that. Okay. So, so we had this guy come in and his whole body went through the wall. You're yeah. going to have to explain So he this. was playing casino. Um, and in our casino, we only had like a half door instead of like a full secret door. Like I know some other stores have. So we had like, it was like a little mantle and then under that was the secret door when it would open. Um, and this guy was like a shorter, stouter type of guy. And he bent over to go into the secret room and tripped and ran into the wall on the other side. Um, the funny part about that is um, our game master ran in and asked him, she's like, are you okay? And he was, he acted like nothing happened. He had drywall all over his shoulders and acted like <laughs> was nothing happened. Well, I think he thought that we were going to charge him, which like it very clearly was an accident. Right. So we just wanted to make sure he was okay. Um, and then he ended up coming back, I want to say a couple of months later. And somebody in his group was like, what's the craziest story? I was like, listen to this and told them the story. He was like, that was me. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're a legend around here. That's but great. he's really cool. He's come back a bunch of times ever since. Uh, that's so cool. he's been a good sport about it. Yeah, and that's cool how you turn that around to 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 say he's a legend and yeah. uh, <laughs> make him feel good about that. You've had some you've had some uh, big name people play at Hyde Park. Oh, what's yeah. what's the biggest name uh, stars that you've had? Um, we've had the Bengals come in. Uh, my favorite time was when the Bengals played and their wives played when we had two kidnapping rooms, um, and they were yelling at each other through the walls, talking a big game. Through the walls. So the wives were in one room and the yes. the husbands were in the, the other room. The players were in the great. other room. Yeah. That was really fun. Um, we've had Zach Efron and Lily Collins come through. Oh, yeah. Zach Efron, um, I forgot. Yeah. We had Matt the Beard from Survivor. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've had Cirque du Soleil, uh, Melanie Martinez, the singer, if you've heard of her. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But we've, been, we've had quite a few, so. That's pretty awesome. Now, switching focuses a little bit more on your team. What what's a favorite team moment that you've had? Um, I always like I just like seeing people that have goals. So I get to know my team on a very personal level. Um, so I know a lot of like their personal goals and their professional goals. And sometimes people come in and they're super timid, um, or they're very introverted, but they really want to be able to be extroverted and talk to people. Um, so I really like seeing their whole progression um, to be able to hit that goal. Um, so being extroverted saying that they want to go out in the lobby and talk to people and stuff like that. That's great. So in terms of culture, how would you describe the culture that you're trying to foster there at Hyde Park? Um, open and positive. Um, I've heard we've had a probably a more open culture than a lot of other stores, um, but that was something that was already in place before I became the general manager and it worked really really well so i decided not to mess up a good thing um can you describe open like what what do you mean by open yeah but open is like how i like to look at it is anybody on any level can call out somebody in that sense if like you're not putting the guest first so if i'm on my phone i want any of my employees to be able to say hey why are you on your phone or why are you checking this or whatever it may be um i don't want anybody no matter what their level to feel intimidated or anything in that sense always be respectful but definitely the guests come first so so everybody is open to like positive feedback or constructive criticism or anything yeah. yeah or anything from anybody from anybody and it's not just 
Um, anybody can say, hey, do this instead. Hey, give this clue instead or yeah. anything like that. Anything that will help anybody improve um, on anything. So. So what are the kind of things that you do to continue to, to cultivate the, the team and maybe a, a team building activity or some of the team building events that you've planned that you think have gone a long way? What, what are those things that you do on a regular basis? Yeah, so like actually my whole team is just really close to each other. We, um, we're really close. We're very open with one another. We've done bowling. We've gone to main event. We've gone to other escape rooms. We go to dinner. Um, a lot of us are friends outside of Breakout, so that doesn't make it too hard. Um, and we just did a trade with Flying Axes that got it's put on hold. But that's probably going to be the next thing we're going to do after everything uh, blows over. Yeah, that's good. Have you thrown Axes before? I haven't. I'm heavily looking forward to it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Those guys are great, too. Um, and they were nice to reach out to do some trades with us. Um, I think you guys will have fun doing that. And, you know, one of the things that I think makes a great team that we've really harped on from the very beginning and we continue to emphasize is hiring well, hiring people that are going to be a good fit. When you're doing interviews, what, what are you looking for when you do an interview? Uh, yeah, the top two things would be how they can communicate. Um, even if they're nervous, how are they choosing to communicate? And then are they personable? So, for example, we've had both ends of the spectrum so i had like this one guy that was absolutely so nervous but could also never give me an answer to any question so i was like what's your favorite color and he was like um like two minutes couldn't give me an answer i was like okay maybe that's not gonna work if you you know for you talking to people and then on the other side of the spectrum we had this one girl that um every time i asked her a question it was about 15 minutes of her answering it and it would end up on the other side of the conversation i mean it would be completely left field so yeah. Can they, are they personable? Are they easy to talk to? Because guests will find them easy to talk to as well. So you think that is the, the primary, the primary trait that you're looking for is being able to be engaging and being able to communicate back and forth. Yes. hundred um, percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think we, we tend to have a lot of people that love games and are game enthusiasts mm-hmm. or escape games, but the main thing is just interacting with the guests and being able to make the guests have a, a help the guests have an amazing experience and you can't do that if if you can't engage them on some level and you can't answer the question what is your favorite color uh, that is it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard to engage with guests so so that's really good well let me give you one last question and this is kind of a big picture question uh you've been with you've been with breakout for for four years so you should have maybe an idea of 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 this in your mind already you probably already thought about it but what are your dreams for breakout as a company where would you like to see us go yeah i'd like to see we've actually had a lot of people that are on the west coast that are saying you know we'd love to see breakout come to the west coast you know more so than we already are but i'd like to see breakout be the most recognized escape room um so since the beginning when we came to cincinnati there was only one other escape room since then we've seen maybe 20 or so escape rooms come and go um, with only three or four left in the city. Um, but I, people always come back to Breakout for our people and everything like that, so they recognize us. And I'd like to see that continue. And um, as large as we are, people are starting to recognize us, but I'd like us to be the number one 
most recognized and most loved escape room. So. The number one most loved the and recognized one. escape room in the whole wide world. We, uh, I mean, I would agree. I would, I would love that for us too. <laughs> that's, that's dreaming. That's dreaming big. We're, we're on yeah. our way. Um, we'll see what happens, but we think that's a, a real possibility. And we were, or still are, kind of, everything's on hold right now, but we have yeah. been, um, <laughs> you know, we have some plans to, to move a little bit more west with, uh, with a, a different kind of strategy than just opening from scratch. But um, we, we hope that, you know, obviously that happens as well, that we become the most recognized. And when, as escape rooms continue to, to be around, then brand recognition is going to continue to to happen and grow so we hope people will not just think oh whatever escape room but they think i want to go to a breakout room and hopefully that 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 happens so good vision i like it we'll write that down put it in a time capsule and look at it in 10 years and see what happens so well thank you so much stephanie for for spending some time with me and letting us get to know you a little bit i hope that your quarantine time uh, goes well and you find some new netflix uh, things to watch and your walks with the dogs go well thanks so much yeah you're welcome all right we'll talk to you later thanks stephanie for taking the time to chat this week if you'd like to be featured on an episode or have content suggestions, please reach out to us at orangeperspectivepodcast at gmail.com. From all of us here at the show, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Until next time, goodbye.